Issues continues on AFR with your host, Tim Wildman, president of the American Family Association. Hey, welcome back, everybody, to the program Today's Issues on the American Family Radio Network. Today's Issues is the name of the show. And, Ed, if folks want to get in touch with us to uh, tell us how much we mean to them, how can they do that? <laughs> I'm talking about as a show, not on a personal level necessarily. You mean comments at AFR? Yeah, a- comments. Comments at uh, yeah. uh, AFR. Okay, I don't know. Of, the, you, you always do that. You yeah. always do the – what's the email address? Comments, comments at, at AFR.net. AFR.net. Yeah. You kind of kind of tricked me there. That's always your thing, and so I – that's one of those things I don't have to usually memorize. memorize. Yeah. Well, that's the email address, comments at AFR.net, comments at AFR.net. Again, we need your comments to be K-Love comments. That's right. Encouraging. No, not just encouraging, positive and encouraging. See, this is why you should do that. Yes. Because I was just going to go. That's what K-Love says about their music. It's positive, positive and encouraging. And, encouraging. and I just wanted, that's what we say about our emails. We don't want negative and discouraging because you know what? We get enough of that. Bingo. Life. <laughs> Bingo. We don't need our listeners to do right. that. We need positive and encouraging. Uh, all right. So check email is comments at AFR.net, comments at AFR.net. Tim Wildman, Ed Vitagliano, and Steve Paisley Jordan. Good, Good morning, Steve. Jordal. Good morning. Jordal. I don't know why I do that. I just slip into Joe Biden. Uh, <laughs> Joe Biden mode? Oh, Joe Biden mode. You know, you know the, he's the, having the, a great influence on the, me. You know, the guy. The, the, the guy. thing. The thing. The thing. Well, listen, uh, we've been covering what's happening in uh, Kentucky at Asbury Seminary and and and, and uh, Asbury College, University, rather. It's not a college. It's a university. And also the whole idea of revival in America. And joining us to talk about it is Bill Eliff. Uh, Bill is the founding uh, National Engage Pastor of the Summit Church in North Little Rock, Arkansas. Uh, pastor Bill, good morning to you. Well, good morning to you guys. And and by the way, I think you guys are wonderful. How's that for encouraging? I positive? love that. That was positive. We needed that. <laughs> it works. We needed that, Bill. Uh, uh, <laughs> we all need it. Thank you so yeah. much. Uh, hey, tell us uh, tell us what your role is there at the church, uh, the Summit Church in North Little Rock. Well, we started this church 25 years ago, and a couple of years ago I transitioned to hand it over to some of our younger guys. We got some multiple locations. And uh, so my role is uh, basically to oversee all of our state and national stuff and church planning and and basically, they kind of let me do what I want to do, <laughs> right. which is a wonderful thing and uh, and a real blessing. Uh, you know, we have have had for many years such a passion for revival and spiritual awakening, and so during this season, it's it's a great blessing to be able to really devote our time to that. Oh, you've been paying attention to what's happening at Asbury. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, in fact, I've been there and and uh, like been there like last week. This, when did you go? Yeah, the the third day, uh, you know, revival broke out in the in 1970 on our uh, Washtenaw Baptist University in Arkansas, where I was a freshman. And I got a taste of that in my mouth on one day when 
classes were canceled. God just moved in on campus and went all day. And uh, I've never been the same. Um, and so uh, I've been a student revival all through these years, been involved in a lot of different moments where we've seen the Lord manifest himself in just greater ways. And uh, so when it happened, uh, I heard about it on Thursday, and my wife and I looked at each other and said, let's go. And uh, we spent the weekend there that first weekend, two and a half days. And then I'll go back on Wednesday uh, to help with the Collegiate Day of Prayer broadcast on Thursday night that will be um, just going a lot of places. Uh, And it's just amazing that uh, a year ago, this Collegiate Day of Prayer uh, broadcast um, was planned to be at Hughes Auditorium at Asbury this Thursday. And the guys of Asbury said, hey, we just believe, because this is the last week they're having the the building open, it's right. moving to other places, right. of course. But uh, that will be the kind of the last moment, and they and they and they really believe it's because it needs to go out. You know, it needs to go out. So, Ed, uh, hey, Bill. Do, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I, I, go I was ahead. just I was no. just going to ask you, uh, Bill. This is uh, Ed Vitagliano. Uh, ever since mm-hmm. this started uh, up in Wilmore, Kentucky, at Asbury University. Uh, I, I've I, I've been reading comments on it on Facebook, people that I know, people that I don't know, and they seem to have split into two camps. Okay, you probably know what I'm about to ask you. Yeah. Uh, there are folks yeah. who are encouraged by it, excited about it. There are people who are cautious of it, about it, or even critical of it. So, uh, t- just uh, you're a, you're a, a pastor. You've been in the ministry for a long time. What? How do you know when something like this is a genuine revival, uh, when it's counterfeit, when it's emotionalism, you know, all the charges that have been made uh, about it. So how do those of us who haven't been able to go and see it for ourselves to be able to draw some kind of conclusion, give us some biblical guidelines for, for how we characterize something like this? Well, that's a that's a great great question, and uh, and I get it. I get I get the caution. I get the criticism. Um, you know, I I would say I I've studied this again, and the five really great awakening nationwide movements that we've had every thirty to sixty years in America, and there are sign there are obvious earmarks of that, right? And that's why I went. I, I wanted to see, I wanted to get in the room, I wanted to see and taste what was going on. And I, what's interesting is most of the criticism that I'm reading and seeing is from people who've not been there. I, I, I've yet to see a criticism from someone who's been in the room. And what I, what I observed there, Ed, was... Um, it was not fantastical. There was nobody jumping pews. There was no craziness. It was just a sweet, precious, pure, humble, and sustained movement of the Holy Spirit. And uh, 
you know, uh, I think what's happened is they have tarried before the Lord and just pursued the Lord, and he, he's made himself known. And that's what he does in, in times of real revival, and uh, is he manifests himself in an increased way because he has a great agenda, and that is to bring the church back to life again so we'll get back in the business of doing what we should have been doing all, all along, and that's uh, seeking and saving lost people. So everything I have seen in the room for two and a half days, and I'll be back there again this week, uh, has been very genuine. The, the leaders of this, the campus pastor and others that are leading, are standing over the side. They're praying. They're listening to the Lord. They'll come to the microphone and say, you know, we just sense me to open the microphone for a minute and a hundred, a hundred people line up. I have to limit it, you know, right. and, and you'll hear all these stories of what's been going on at the altar because the altar's full all the time. And those leaders are very, very careful about maintaining the uh, humility and the purity of this. They're not letting people, they don't let guys just come up and speak. And some guys have, have tried to do that uh, uh, and not been allowed to. The worship team, it, it, you know, I don't believe this, but the worship is all students. And and when they ask a group of four or five students to lead with just piano and guitar, they go to a consecration room, they call it where they spend a long time making sure their hearts are right before they'll let them go up to the stage. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it's just all humility. I mean, it's just, so there's, so there's repentance, brokenness, salvation, testimony, preaching, you know, somebody I've heard this comment and I've just kind of sadly laughed about it. Well, there's no preaching. Well, I, I sat in the room every night there was preaching straight from the scripture. The day this happened, they were doing what they do every chapel, preaching through a book of the Bible. And the guy was preaching through Romans 12 and uh, very word-centered, you know. So the the fruit that you see, it may take different forms and different movements in our history, but those biblical things that you see all through the Old Testament in the New Testament of brokenness, surrender, humility, a bold witness that comes out of that are all present at Asbury. Hey, uh, Bill, this is Steve Jordahl. Um, I've got, uh, I was reading, CNN of all news outlets decided to cover this, and I thought they did a fairly good job. And they quoted at the end yeah. Asbury Theological Seminary, Seminary president, his name is Timothy Tennant, in a blog, and he said this. I like your comment on this. He said, I think it is wise to see this at the current phase as an awakening only if we see lasting transformation which shakes the comfortable foundations of the church and truly brings us to a new and deeper place can we look back in hindsight and say, yes, this has been a revival. There is so much hope surrounding this. What are your thoughts? Yes, well, we're, absolutely. I mean, we're, we're desperate, and we should be, uh, because of where society is and and uh and i i think this is just my opinion but i i think covid you know the whole world shut down and and god used that moment to 
just strip us of everything, entertainment, sports, health, money. And, uh, and, and I think kind of bring us to the end of ourselves. There's an unprecedented movement of prayer. I've been studying this uh, along with a lot of other guys uh, for years, watching it leading up. All the things that happened before every great awakening have been happening in the last 10 years. And, uh, and, and part of that is the desperation of people just realizing we can't, there's no way we can turn this thing around, you know, and that's what happens in great movements that brings us to the end of them ourselves. And then we cry out and then God loves his bride and he comes in his mercy to restore her and bring her back. So the, the proof will be in the pudding. I, I, I totally believe that. Uh, and time will tell, but it's fascinating right now how this is spreading to multiple campuses, multiple churches. I, I had four pastors just randomly text me yesterday and said, I have no words for what happened today. We baptized 106 people. I have another guy. We baptized 52 students yesterday. We baptized 30, 33 spontaneous baptisms in, in church. Well, this it is not normal. Yeah. You know, yeah. I've got a picture of, you know, it looks like about 1,000 to 1,500 students at Baylor last night just worshiping, singing, crying out to the Lord. That's, that's really not usual. Yeah. And uh, so it's... You know, it's like it's like we're praying like they were for Peter in prison and all of a sudden he shows up the door and we like Rhoda, we slam the door and say, I don't know if that's really Peter <laughs> you know. And so I think we ought to be cautiously optimistic, but also expectant yes. and crying out, Lord, please, uh keep this going and let it turn into full blown spiritual awakening. Amen. Uh, Pastor Bill Eliff, uh, E-L-L-I-F-F, he's with us. He's uh, uh, with the uh, Ch- Summit Church in North Little Rock, Arkansas, uh, founding a National Engage pastor. Brother Bill, thanks so much for being on with us and sharing uh, your thoughts. And and, uh, and so when are you going back to uh, Asbury, you said? I go back uh, Wednesday, and uh, I want to just encourage your listeners, you know, for 200 years— we've observed, started in the Second Great Awakening, the National Collegiate Day of Prayer, where we adopt and pray for every campus, 4,100 campuses. Well, this is being broadcast from Asbury this year, and uh, I'll be a part of that on that night. And so I'd encourage your listeners to go to Collegiate Day of Prayer and they can live stream it. They can stream it into their church. And it's a two-hour prayer meeting for college campuses, and if ever we need to be doing that, it's right now. When is that? That's this Thursday night, and it will be in Hughes Auditorium at Asbury. That's where it's broadcasting from. Uh, And uh, you can go on to collegiatedayofprayer.org and uh, read about it, and also the button to push to live stream it. Uh, Most, so many places are carrying it. Yeah. Uh, it'll literally, literally go around the world, and uh, 
that happens this Thursday. Okay. And it'll be the last last uh, night that the Hughes Auditorium at Asbury is open. Um, and it'll just be students in the room because if the crowds are, they can't handle the crowds. Yeah. Uh, but but that, that happens this week. Okay. Well, Bill, thanks so much for being on with us. God bless you, brother. And uh, we look forward to talking to you again sometime real soon. Amen. Thank you. God bless you guys. Okay. That's Pastor Bill Eliff from uh, the Summit Church in North Little Rock, Arkansas. Ed? Anything well, yeah, say? I mean, I was that, that I appreciate uh, Pastor uh, Eliff's uh, perspective. It was a, a good perspective on uh, uh, on revivals. How, how to w- when you're not there in the midst and you can't observe, you you have to rely on other people's uh, take on it. So I haven't been up there. He has. I appreciate it. I liked your question, Steve, uh, about. Um, you know the difference between awakening and revival; those aren't biblical terms, but but we yeah. we attach meaning to well, them. We're so, it was, so it was hopeful good. that this is going to be the thing that changes our country, that turns around, that takes us off this path towards destruction that we seem to be on. Right, and uh, I guess time will tell. But man, I, and not to use a, a I, this may be a trite aphorism to to do something so serious, but the ducks seem to be lining up. Yeah. You know, we got this thing happening on Thursday that he's talking about that's going to be going all. Um, Chuck's, uh, there's a movie coming out about Chuck Smith. Yeah. It's called The Jesus Jesus book, Revolution. Revolution. That's Wednesday. It's, yeah, starring uh, Kelsey Grammer that's about the, the 1970s kind of a way, uh, revival that happened. Jesus people. Jesus movement. people. You know, uh, it's interesting. I saw a video clip of Kelsey Grammer who plays Pastor Chuck Smith yeah. in this movie. And he was on uh, one of the morning talk shows. Did you see this? I did. With Kelly Ripa, I think. Yeah. He started, the he guy started crying. <laughs> he was weeping. His yeah. experience in making this move, movie and the life of Chuck Smith yeah. had really touched him. Yeah. Now, he's the actor from uh, from Frasier and Cheers and yeah. that kind of thing. And I, I, He may, uh, he's. I think he's always had conservative leanings. He may be a Christian, yeah. I, 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 for all we know, but yes, that I saw that. I saw the same. I saw the same thing you did. Yeah, I, it is a movie that I intend to go see. I'm yeah. not sure when, but um, call the Jesus Jesus Revolution. Revolution. Revolution, yeah. And it's about the story of Chuck. You know, Chuck Smith and Calvary Chapel, sure. and, and how his life changed and his approach to ministry changed when hippies started coming into his church, and kind of the conflict that happened. Because there were people who had been there for, you know, years and years and years, and they didn't want those smelly hippies coming, but he uh, welcomed them in, and God moved amongst that generation. So, mm-hmm. And Kelsey Grammer is the star of the movie. Yeah. Plays Chuck Smith. Gotcha. You're listening to Today's Issues on the American Family Radio Network. Today's Issues the name of this show. Uh, I'm Tim with Ed and Steve. Uh, Steve, next topic. Well, you know, today um, uh, is President's Day, and our slave master of a boss makes us work on this holiday. No, but... <laughs> but Listen, to- you can go buy your mattress on your lunch hour That's right. <laughs> to celebrate President's Day. Today is President's Day, and I just thought in honor of President's Day, I'd bring in some of the uh, more inspirational quotes from our last several presidents, um, and uh, just take a take a listen, Cut 11. December 7th. 1941, a date which will live in infamy. The buck stops here. The buck stops at the president's desk when he's president of the United States. And so, my fellow Americans, 
Ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. I can hear you. The rest of the world hears you. And the people... And the people who knock these buildings down will hear all of us soon. Never, ever, ever give up. Don't give in. Don't back down. And never stop doing what you know is right. America is a nation that can be defined in a single word. I was going to put him... Uh, foot, foot. <laughs> uh, I, I thought that might be coming with that uh, long list. Who of edited that? Inspiring. That would be me. <laughs> inspiring <laughs> quotes from former presidents. Uh, I, I, I was, I was, uh, that was, I was getting them all right. I think as we went along here, that was FDR, right? FDR. Then, uh, Harry Truman, Harry, Harry Truman. Truman. <clears throat> that was, uh, the he buck was, stops here. Buck stops here. Can't stand the heat. Get out of the kitchen. Right. right. Didn't he say yeah. the same thing? Yeah. Then JFK. JFK. Yeah. Then Ronald Reagan. Uh-huh. Ronald Reagan. Reagan. There you go again. <laughs> then George Bush. George yep. W. Bush. <clears throat> After 9-11. Yep. Then uh, President Trump. President yep. Trump. And uh, Joe Biden. Yes, sir. You couldn't find anything from Obama? Eight years? And nothing, you know, I, they not, did no have, inspiration at all? So Yeah. Well, th- this these are the most memorable quotes, right, and true. they did have one from every president. But Obama was saying, uh, uh, this, you know, mark this, if you like your health care, you can keep your health care. <laughs> yeah, that, for, just does, that just doesn't fit Rick, into the... From Richard Nixon, it was "I am not a crook," right. and from Bill, uh, from Bill Clinton, it was "I did not have that, sexual that relations woman. with that woman." Yeah, so true. Yeah, I didn't put those in. Okay, you got it. All right, but but those, got, those are some got, great. What'd you say? That Biden quote. Well, America. What does it say? Is one one word? Whatever he said. Good, good music bed. By the way, under Donald Trump. That's, that wasn't mine, that's, but that's, yes. That's a great. Uh, All right, we got a minute left. All right, hey, if you are living, not, in, not at, like on planet Earth. You know I mean? <laughs> hope I'm, not. I'm just saying, we got a minute left on this, on show. this show. Yeah, if you are living in uh, North Korea and you are a young woman or an older woman whose name happens to be Kim Ju A, mm-hmm. you have about a week to get down to the local government office to have it changed because Kim Jong Un. The autocratic dictator there uh, named his daughter, who is now nine years old, Kim Jue. And the new rule is nobody else in the entire country can have that same name. So every woman who's named that, and I don't know if it's a common name or not, but every woman who's named that has to go legally change their name on their birth certificates, on all their driver's licenses, everything. they got to go. And or in, else. And in North Korea, you don't say to the government or Kim Jong-un, you don't. I'm not going to do it. What are you going to do about it? <laughs> He'll do something about yes, it. Yes, <laughs> he will. He'll do something about it. Yeah. Well, that uh, as if anybody needed further proof that the guy is a narcissistic, pathological, uh, you know. Sociopath. Uh, sociopathic dictator and autocrat and butcher. there got to be other other adjectives I, you can I, use. I, I'm gonna, I'll have some. Uh, let's, I'll get one from Joe Biden. There you go. <laughs> All right, we're out of time. We thank you for yours, uh, Ed. Thank you. Hey, my pleasure. Steve. My pleasure. Jordal and Brent Creeley, our producer, and Hannah Faulkner was on with us earlier, Fred Jackson. Uh, we thank you for listening to AFR. 
We hope you keep listening throughout the day, and we'll see you back here tomorrow.